Hey, this is Gratuitous. Welcome to Music Production Made Simple, the show that focuses on best practices about music production, which is based on FL Studio. If you're wanting to become the best producer you could be, subscribe and listen weekly. You can also check out my courses, which teach you the principles and basics of music production. They'll get you up and running quickly. In addition, I also have books on Amazon and tons of music on Spotify. Always feel free to hit me up at hi at itsgratuitous.com. So let's get into the episode. Okay, so welcome to episode number two. So this title is called Proper Producer Mindset. I've actually written a book. The book is called Proper Producer Mindset as well. It's on Amazon. I'll leave a link in the resources section if you come to this episode page on my website. And the whole idea behind the book is talking to you about pursuing life as a producer, financially supporting yourself, building your brand while not faking it, like where to focus your time, achieving realistic goals. And do you truly feel You have what it takes to pursue it in this music industry, okay? So there's a lot to cover in this episode, but at the end of the day, what I'm trying to get across to you is you have to prepare yourself for what is coming in this music industry for you. Like, are you really ready to pursue what it takes to be a music producer? Because it's a lot of work, okay? Now, you know, there's a difference between just making music for fun, for your hobby, and then if you are making this music because you want to pursue it like financially, you want to support yourself with money. Okay, so the first point I want to get across to you is pursuing life as a producer, okay? So before you guys really get out there trying to, you know, build your name, build your brand, all that stuff, take time to think. Is this what you want? So just be prepared that this music industry is a lot of work. There's a lot of reading involved, okay? You're gonna have to learn about, you know, licensing, actually creating your music. Is your music actually even high quality enough to sell? Okay. And now in terms of like your actual kind of personal life as a music producer, it's like, you know, do you want like that fancy studio or is working from a laptop? Are you happy with that? Those are two totally different lifestyles in terms of, you know, how to financially support those lifestyles. But you can be making it in the music industry with not tons of money. um, But again, it just comes down to your goal and what makes you happy. Okay. So which brings us into our next point. So what are your goals as a music producer? Is this just a hobby or are you wanting to treat it like a business? And that's going to differentiate your mindset towards this music industry that when you're creating your music, is it just for fun? Are you enjoying, you know, learning new techniques and, you know, trying to create music that you like? Or are you really trying to create music that you want to sell? Or, you know, are you going to try and build your brand through creating courses, tutorials? So again, the hobby or the business. That's pretty much how it's going to work for you, okay? But you have to prepare yourself now, okay, before you get into this, because it's going to save you a lot of time later on, as well as a lot of stress. So planning is a big part of, you know, being an entrepreneur, being a music producer, and pursuing this craft. So another thing that you have to be aware of as a music producer is, so the typical nine to five person, they never deal with contracts, okay? So typically, you know, you get your job, you go to work, you come home, you get your paycheck, you know, you pay your taxes, and and all that stuff is... It's all done for you, right? It's just like, you know, it's the employer's job to take the taxes off for you, um, you know, all that stuff. But you as a music producer, you know, again, an entrepreneur, self-employed, you're responsible for handling all this stuff, okay? So the point I'm wanting to make is be prepared for lots of contracts, okay? So as a content creator, again, a music producer, it's all about your copyright and ownership, okay? So you never want to, you know, just give up this ownership for free. Make sure that the contract is either favored in your side or that it's well worth your time to pursue this contract, okay? When you're new to this, make sure that you understand what the contract is telling you, read it through, 
even if you have to hire a lawyer to read it over for you. So typically, you know, with your copyright, so what you're doing is you are granting a license to others to use your product or brand. And typically it's either on like a non-exclusive or exclusive licensing model. Non-exclusive means that it could be sold in many stores while you still own uh, like the ownership. Exclusive, you know, you would still own the ownership, but, you know, you might only have to be able to sell it in that one store or like to that one artist. OK, for example, if it was exclusive, you know, you just want to make sure that it's well worth your time and it's really favored you know, to your side, uh, because when it is exclusive, it's like that restricts you from, you know, maybe marketing it uh, in different ways because you're exclusive to that contract. OK, but for example, like let's take my courses. So uh, my courses are on a non-exclusive agreement with certain distributors. So if I want to sell my course, I can sell it on my own website. You know, I can set my price to whatever I want. I can sell it on other websites, you know, so it just allows for way more flexibility. And that's what you're going to discover as you keep pursuing, you know, an online life as a music producer, uh, content creator and stuff like that. Uh, again, the biggest thing I want to get across to you is make sure you read the contract and you understand what it is. So the next point I want to talk about is how are you actually going to achieve your goals as a music producer? OK, and really the biggest thing is financially, you know, how are you going to fund yourself? So for myself, I've taken a really conservative lifestyle. I'm not big on living lavishly. Like I don't care about having like a Mercedes or a BMW. Like for, in all honesty, I still drive the same uh, car from high school. It's taught me a lot about cars. Like I didn't really know much about cars. I didn't take like mechanics in school or anything. And so I bought a book off of Amazon. The book was called, I think, Car Smarts. And it was written by a woman. And I learned tons through that book. By me taking a more conservative lifestyle, it's just allowed me to take things more into my own hands to save money, but at the same time gain knowledge. OK, for example, like I learned how to like kind of like maintain my car, like change the oil, spark plugs, like air filter, things that I've never really done before. But after reading that book and then I started to read like my car's manual, but I've never been one to buy stuff to impress other people. OK, and especially when it comes to like vehicles and stuff like that, you know, vehicles, <laughs> they cost so much money. And as soon as you drive it off the lot, you know, your money's you know, a big chunk of your money is just instantly gone. Right now, in terms of like what kind of jobs are good as you are a music producer. When you're working like a retail and stuff like that, you got to kind of be careful because, you know, the hours are all over the place and the time that you're putting in many times, you're not reaping that good of a, re a reward. My dad actually got me into trades. Uh, I am actually an electrician here in Canada and I'm ticketed now. So how it works in Canada is you have to take four years of schooling. And I think it was like 10 weeks of school each time. So, you know, like you'd work like nine months, then go to school for three months kind of thing. Um, and that's just how it worked in Canada. But the thing with trades uh, in compared to um, let's say a regular job, like let's say you wanted to get in, into marketing or business or something. So you go to school, but you have to pay for your schooling, take out student loans. And, you know, if you read about that stuff, it's like that stuff's really dangerous because many times you have to pay back these student loans for years, even once you get your job. Right. And it's just that's not a fun situation to be in when you're financially strapped like that. So the cool thing with trades currently in Canada, the government's really pushing for the younger generation to get into trades because, you know, the younger generation doesn't really want to get into trades. But they're, you know, having financial incentives to help push people into trades to get that ticket. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to be an electrician or a plumber or whatever for the rest of your life. But the thing is, once you get that ticket, again, that four years of school with all like your hours and stuff like that, I think it's like 4000 hours plus your schooling and, you know, passing the tests, then you become ticketed. 
And what that allows you to do is it allows you to work anywhere in Canada, um, except for Quebec. <laughs> it's kind of funny here in Canada. It's like Quebec is always different from all the rest of Canada. So by passing and becoming a ticketed electrician, you can work anywhere in Canada as a journeyman. It's, a, it's called a Red Seal ticketed trade. So here's what I want to tell you about a trade. OK, so here in Canada, I actually got paid to go to school. It's called unemployment. So when I worked for the company, every single paycheck, it goes into like, like a fund and it's like unemployment. OK, so then when I go to school, I, I got paid to go to school through this unemployment. Now, it's only a percentage of my full paycheck. However, it's like I'm still getting paid to go to school, whereas the average person who pays to go to school for like marketing or business, they're taking out like that student loan or whatever if they don't have the funds. So for one, I'm actually working. OK, so the nine months out of the year, I was working, making money. And then for the other three months of the year, I'm still getting paid at a reduced rate, but to go to school. And then in addition, there was grants if you passed. So at the end of the day, schooling was pretty much free for me um, because of the government, you know, with all these grants, the incentives, uh, they paid for like living and gas when I was going to school. Um, so, you know, I'm not telling you to do trades. I'm just saying that trades was a really a good approach as I was, you know, doing music production because typically the hours are from like, you know, seven to three thirty. So yes, it's early starts, but then you have, you know, three thirty to get off is pretty good. Um, and then you can go home, do whatever that night, and then you go back to work. And that gave me a lot of free time at night to work on music and stuff like that. In addition, with being a trade, it's like it's so versatile to jump from company to company as well as to take time off of work. Like you know, throughout my career of being an electrician, I actually didn't work like, you know, four years and become an electrician in four years. Like, I think it took me like seven or eight years. Like I actually took a year or two off to pursue like music. And then I went back to electrical. So I just wanted to share that with you because I think that, you know, is really beneficial, you know, knowledge to know that at least that opportunity is there for you. OK, again, you know, it's really, really flexible in terms of like finding jobs. Once you're ticketed, you're guaranteed a pretty solid income, you know, uh, here in Canada. Uh, work, like, so working for yourself, obviously, you're always going to make way more money. For example, an electrician in Canada, you know, self-employed, you could be charging out probably like 70 to like $100 an hour, which is crazy. Right. But when you work for a company like <laughs> that rate drops crazy, like uh, where I live, the price to be an electrician is actually pretty low when you work for a company, maybe $25 an hour to maybe like $35 an hour, depending what company you work at, uh, depending like your skills, your experience. Okay. And so the next thing I want to talk to you about is passive income. Okay. So, you know, especially nowadays with the, you know, with the online industry, you know, people always call it like the side hustle or whatever. And I don't want to talk to you like that. I just want to talk to you in terms of like, as a music producer, you have to find ways to fund yourself financially, because if you don't, you're going to have to keep working that full time job. And, you know, that's what we're all trying to get out of. We don't want that full time job because we want to spend time doing what we want. And that is to, to make music. Right. And also, you, you don't want to be financially so strapped, even if you're a producer, like you don't want to be like, you know, right down to like the last dollar always like you. You want to have some comfort, you know. So I just want to talk to you a little bit about real estate. OK, so real estate is a really, really cool approach while being a music producer. If you can save up enough money to buy a home, typically what I would recommend to you, depending where you live, there's always different rules. And here's my disclaimer, like I'm not a financial advisor, so don't listen to anything I'm saying. But real estate is really, really powerful. If you were to buy a home, make sure that you can rent your basement. OK, if you want to live upstairs, you could rent the basement and really you could even get a roommate upstairs with you. And that mortgage is being paid for by these tenants, you know, the roommate that you're living with upstairs and the person living in the basement. And that is that's crazy. Like, could you imagine living in a home 
your mortgage is paid. And the thing is, like, if this, this isn't hard to do. Um, you just have to have a goal in mind. You know, save, work, 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 save, 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 buy that home, you know, move in, get a roommate, rent the basement. Obviously, now your living costs have been brought down tons. And that's the whole goal, you know, behind being that music producer. If you want to achieve this lifestyle of making music and not have to worry about making money and stuff like that, this is how you can start funding yourself. So that's just a really powerful thing. And then also, if you're in the States, there's also amazing benefits as a real estate investor if you read into it. And I just like to talk about your monthly goal of income. Okay, so really, like, what is the number that you feel would be a comfortable number for you to make every month. If you're listening to this podcast and you know it's like 10 years from when you're listening to it, you know this number is going to change a little bit, but I would say from 5 to $6,000 is a really good number. So I know this podcast is, you know, going to be about music and music production, but making money is probably the biggest part of music production, really. You know, if you want to pursue this, it's like you need to financially support yourself, and these are the things that you have to think about. How are you going to achieve them? And realistically, what is the goal that you want to reach for your monthly income? And at the moment, I'd say five to six thousand dollars is very, very comfortable. If you have a family, maybe a little bit more. I'm just a single person at the moment. So five to six thousand dollars would be crazy good for me. And especially, you know, if I had a home and I was renting like the upstairs and the downstairs and, like you know, if I had a roommate up there or something, it's like, you know, you're making some pretty good money. You're able to buy the gear that you need. You're also able to save up for, you know, maybe if you want to buy another home to help give you a little bit extra comfort or whatever you want to do there. Because again, you don't want to fully rely on the music for all your money. You, you know, you do want a little bit of diversification that way just to protect yourself. Because one thing I'll talk about too. So when you're a music producer, it's just like, your life isn't so strenuous in a sense of like, for example, if I'm an electrician, it's like, you know, seven to three 30, I always got to be there. The work is pretty demanding, right? You know, it's like in the summer times where I live, it gets really hot. So it's like, you're just sweating when you're working. Um, but the thing is, if I got hurt at work, it's like, yes, we have what's called workers compensation, but again, you don't get paid out your full amount of paycheck. And the thing is, if I had a mortgage payment or if I had bills always to pay, it's just like, where do I get the money if I'm injured? Like, what if I fell off a ladder or really? Cause like, like I was telling you, I like to skateboard and skateboarding is super dangerous, right? Especially if you're trying grinds or trying like, you know, risk, riskier tricks. If I hurt myself like skateboarding, it's just like, where do I get the money to fund this mortgage and bills and, you know, stuff like that. So again, what I'm trying to say is you want to set yourself up financially. So as you're actually working your real full-time job, think about how like, like, where are you going to put this money so it's going to benefit you later? Again, if you bought that home, we're able to rent it out, but continue to work. And then again, if you are, you know, making beats, if you're selling your beats, if you're uh, making courses or whatever, you know, continue to do that. But just set yourself up financially, live a conservative lifestyle. And in all honesty, you guys will set yourself up to have a very, very happy life with music. So I know that's a lot to do with money and stuff like that. I can go way more in depth. I'm just trying to keep it light. Um, but just things to think about. You want to support yourself financially and you have to plan for it. Okay. So the next thing I want to talk about is building your producer name and brand. Okay. So the biggest thing I can stress across to you is don't compare yourself to others in the industry. Like sure, you can look at them and see what they're doing and kind of get ideas to see what's working and what isn't working. But in terms of success, you know, that's a really, really dangerous thing to look at. Success really does come down to what you want and what your goals are. And that's to do with, 
you know, in the beginning? Is this a hobby or is this a business for you? And also, how are you going to support yourself financially? Okay. As soon as you set your goals up, it doesn't matter what the other person is doing, because if you can reach your goal again of that five to $6,000 a month, in my opinion, that's successful. Okay. The next thing I want to talk about is trends come and go. I know I talked about this in the last episode, uh, but I talk about this in the book again, proper producer mindset. It's on Amazon. The link will be in the resources. The biggest thing I want to get across to you is that, again, trends come and go. Right now, trap is in. I honestly feel that trap is a trend. It's not going to stay just like dubstep. You know, it was big. Now it's gone. They're on to the next thing. The biggest thing is you want to find what you like to create as a music producer. The next thing I want to talk about, learning different genres. Okay, so when you know how to create different genres. Now, I'm not telling you to like create different genres, but it's important to kind of know how they're put together because you can learn a lot of different techniques and it makes you a better producer. For example, like hip hop is typically it's very, very, uh, you know, it goes like verse, chorus, verse, chorus. And it's, just, you know, some, a lot of times there's not much change up from the verse to the chorus. It's just like, you know, it's the same structure, same structure. But that's really what hip hop is known for. Like, that's the sound. But let's say you go to dance music. Like, dance music is known for, like, their huge transitions, for, like, their big drops, for using lots of white noise, reverse cymbals, snare rolls, toms, all that kind of stuff to build up tension. Dance music is amazing at building and affecting your emotions. So if you can learn, like, trance music and dance music and, you know, stuff like that, and you can incorporate those ideas into your own music that's going to make you a really awesome producer. Okay. Again, you don't have to create those genres. You can create the music that you like, but as what I'm trying to say is just to learn those techniques so that at least you know them, you know, that you know how to transition from, you know, one section of the song to the other and stuff like that. Okay. The last thing I want to talk about with this building your producer name and brand section is be yourself. If people like you for you, you know, you're in for an enjoyable career in the music industry. You're not trying to create the music that people like, you're creating what you like. And if people like your music for, you know, for your music, that's awesome. Like, you know, every single time you sit down to create music, it's just like, as soon as, you know, you're creating what you like, you can release it and you don't have to worry about this constant, uh, you know, acceptance from the world. One last thing I want to talk to you about, this is something that you have to kind of weigh the scales on, but you don't want to promote yourself too soon. Really make sure that you know what you're doing learn the stuff, become good, and then start promoting yourself. When you release yourself, like make sure that, you know, you have a nice artwork, you have, uh, you know, presentable images, because as sad as it is to say, you know, first impressions count. When someone looks at your brand, you know, many times they're going to carry that feeling towards you through the rest of your career. And if you do it right, you know, people will respect and like you for you. Okay. So that's pretty much our episode on proper producer mindset. Okay. So a lot of these points were taken from the book, proper producer mindset. Uh, I went a little bit more in depth on certain things such as like me being an electrician and, and stuff like that. Okay. And again, if you guys want to support this podcast, I've left a button there on the actual episode page. Uh, just click the support button. It's $5 a month. You guys can cancel anytime. You know, I'd really appreciate it. It'd give you some motivation and really help, you know, financially support this podcast. Okay, so I'm Gratuitous. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast and I'll, I will talk to you guys in the next one. 
Thanks for checking out the episode. If you had any questions, visit itsgratuitous.com slash podcast, select an episode and submit your question at the bottom of the page to the contact form. If you'd like to take my FL Studio courses, see my current studio and podcasting gear, read my books or are interested in lessons, visit the link itsgratuitous.com slash learning. That page will redirect you to more info and resources. I hope the best with your productions. I'm Gratuitous and I'll see you in the next episode.